2: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman and co hosting today is Yanis Janeas and Max Cohen. This is our post match show of the 1 1 draw for Fulham against Watford on Saturday at Craven Cottage. There's a ton to get through in this match, but as always, before I do anything else, I have to welcome my co host back to the show. First, Mr. Cohen, it's been less than a day since I talked to you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. All I can say, the return of Florida Aite. That is the difference maker. Florida Itai needs to start every single match this season from the off. Put him wherever he wants to play. He's our main man. He's going to score 15 to 20 goals and win the Premier League.
2: Okay, I think I know why you're saying that. Very funny there, Max. Let me bring on Mr. Janaeus Giannis. Before we go any further, I want to congratulate you and your girls for your win on Sunday. I watched it. Last Sunday, I watched it, and uh, I couldn't watch the entire thing, but I was following it, so I want to congratulate you, your wife, your other coaches, and then, of course, your girls. A job well done. Congratulations, and then uh, feel free to talk about your opening thoughts. Let's get right to it.
3: Thank, thank you, matey. It was certainly exciting. It was hot weather and uh, wonderful to finally break the hoodoo getting a provincial championship. Uh, more, uh, good afternoon, Max. Um, as for Mr. Aite, um He'd come third in a two-horse race. And, um, it just, oh god, oh dear. It's it's, 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 it's. Who needs a dose of hemorrhoids when we got to talk about Floyd Ayite? I mean, oh, just painful, painful, painful. But you know what? We did get a point yesterday, and okay. there are some talking points here because it was, it was a really strange game of footy. It was. But to get the point in the end, after the Amtrak's flying over Kilimanjaro in the first half, is um, is if it's a point gained as opposed, it, Watford will feel like they've lost they've lost two points there, and um, right. we got a point gained, so it gives us. There'll be changes for the Millwall game on Tuesday, and then we've got Everton next Saturday. So hopefully, uh, maybe Tim Ream will be back.
2: Maybe it's funny because I kept thinking about Tim Ream during the match. Our conversation about him. Also, Kearney, those two losses, we can talk about that during the show as well. Both those players might be back, and how does that change things? It's also part of uh, what we can talk about during this show. But, Giannis, I I said this to Max yesterday. I'm sitting there at halftime before I knew the changes that Savisa was about to make, and I was just thinking to myself, I don't see a way that they're going to win this match based on the first half. And I should know better because I've seen this so many times. It can be a match of two halves this truly was a match of two halves.
3: Yeah, they, they hammered us first half. I mean, they did the first, that the, the, the comedy that was the goal, and then they just beat the bollocks out of us, and they were excellent, and they made their they uh, back four look awful. Bettinelli was brilliant again. Uh, in terms of defensive midfield, we couldn't do a thing. We couldn't stop them, especially the physicality. And at halftime, Slava had to make the changes. He'd seen enough. He'd had enough. He wasn't going to wait and the second half we were a different team altogether and we deserve the equalizer yes um but again it's a wake-up call that this is a, a very tough division and you're going to get up against players who are bigger stronger quicker and some players unfortunately yesterday were, were found wanting
2: okay very good max over to you we talked about this on the full-time show but Day later, just opening thoughts on uh, the match. Anything changed for you? Did you learn anything more since then?
0: Yeah, you know, I've actually gone back and, and re-watched the match. And although I was half-joking um, with my intro about Florida Aite, I really do think we have to give at least some credit to the substitutions um, at halftime, in particular Aite, because I think he did add energy to the match. I think it was lacking a lot from our initial play. I thought there wasn't that much pace um, and, and urgency in our midfield. And when Aite came on, I thought, He was on the ball a lot more than I expected. And although some of his touches were errant, a lot of his touches were positive and and he brought energy. And I think that's the most you can ask um, from him to come on. And the other substitution, I thought Adoy was also tremendous. I thought he came in and where our defense looked so shaky earlier on, he brought stability. So I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot later, but Adoy and Aite, two players who I don't think many would have tipped to adapt to the Premier League, perhaps made the difference uh, yesterday for us.
2: It's a good point. We'll definitely touch on that when we talk about the substitutions and the change of formation after the first half. That's where we're going to have a lengthy discussion on that. And definitely I want your thoughts there, Max, when we get there. But let's start here, guys. I always like to now talk about what the managers had to say after the match. Let's start with Javi Garcia from Watford. This is what he said. Again, I I got this article from Phil Spencer on football.london with quotes. And I'm just going to read them to you guys and get your thoughts. Max, I'll start with you on this quote. This is what Javi Garcia had to say. The topic was, was a draw a fair result on the balance of play? And here's a quote from Garcia. Quote, I think we have played really well in the first half where we could score more goals and kill the game. But in the second, they changed the shape. And then we didn't adjust the same way with our high press. And they felt a little more comfortable. That was the moment where they created more chances and got their goal. after all of the game, I think we deserve a better result, but they played well. They created chances, scored one goal, so it's fair. Okay, so that is the quote there from Javi Garcia. Your thoughts on what he had to share, Max?
0: I'm with him uh, with that regard, because I think both teams could say, "Listen, we should have scored more opportunities when we were on front." And you know it seems a lot of matches when full in play there, are kind of some clear areas when either we're on top or the other team's on top and then it kind of switches and the, the play switches and that's what happened I think Watford really could have had three or four possibly in that first half then he made some nice saves you know we got lucky when that header hit Sesson on the back off the corner I mean we really were quite fortunate not to, yep. be down, to only be down one at halftime but then we can make the same argument you know when we came on towards the second half Mitrovic had three or four really decent opportunities to score of course he had the crossbar after getting his goal, and we were the more dangerous uh, in the last 20 to 30 minutes. So I think what he said was fair. Both sides yep. could fairly say that they had opportunities to make it more than the one goal they scored. So I think a draw might be the fairest.
2: I like what he had to share. I also found it interesting that uh, he talked about that they kept trying to do what they were doing before. Fulham adjusted, but Watford just kept playing the way that they've been playing.
0: Yeah, and, and the, but the high press kind of, he made a good point that the high press didn't wasn't quite effective right. in the second half because that's really the game plan. For when teams play against Fulham to a high press <laughs> from this match alone and, and everything else this season, when we're put on pressure on this back four, a back four who's not comfortable together, a back four who isn't quite uh, up to speed in the silesia Canovich philosophy of passing at the back, that's how you get at us. Um, you You high press us. But in the second half, I assume they got more tired. They didn't quite have the legs they had in the, for, in the opening 45. So when we had, when we played on the back, there's less resistance. And that's when we can kind of camp out um, right outside their 18. And that's when they're most dangerous. Yep. And, you know, that's the situation the goal came from, honestly.
2: A very good point there. And just fun. The chess match, very interesting. We'll get more into that as we uh, break down this match. And of course, we'll be talking about the changes at, at halftime during this show. Giannis, I want to go to you. I I have this other quote that I want to talk to you about. We'll talk about the actual incident involving uh, Troy Dini and uh, Fosu Mensah. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But before we do, I just want to share this quote because Javi Garcia was asked about the challenge. What did you make of Fosu Mensah's challenge on Dini? Here's his response. Quote, in that situation, I prefer to respect the referee's decision because they know better than me. I'm on the bench, and from my position, I didn't see the action very well. I try to support them because I know it's not easy to do their work, unquote. Okay, I want to get your thoughts on this. This is just my opinion. I wish more managers would take this approach after a match when they talk about controversial decisions. I Again, this is just my opinion. What, what do you make of the uh, quote there from Javi Garcia?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a rarity, isn't it? It's a rarity. usually. I mean, like, what would what would Neil Warnock have said?
2: That's what I mean.
0: Yeah, it had been Great spitting
3: example. blood. Yeah, um, he'd been spitting blood. Um, I thought he was magnanimous, um, in terms of the respect for the official. Privately, he's probably gone, "How the hell was that not a red?" Right. Then you know, as Arsene Wenger used to say, you know, these decisions even themselves out throughout the season. We had a few of them against us last year. Um, it was interesting because, uh, Fusumanta actually tweeted Troy Deeney. Yeah. yeah Very and, classy uh,
2: by both of them. I want to say by both of them. And actually
3: just as a separate issue, how, how come Troy Deeney hasn't been called up from, by, to the England squad? It's a great and
2: question.
3: He's, he's, he's an absolute handful and he he does score more. goals. Yeah. He scores goals for fun. And he gave out, he gave out back for just absolute nightmares yesterday. Um, but I think it was the, back to Garcia, the, the right thing to do, classy move. Um, the refs made the decision. Um, I think Fosu Mansa is a lucky young man. I think if he'd been sent off, we'd have been in real trouble. But Watford, the fourth, you know, one defeat in six. And, and yesterday we saw why.
2: Absolutely. And uh, I said this on full time that it wasn't that I didn't respect Watford. I should have given them more credit because I was just looking at one and a half matches of watching them, but they have earned what they have gotten and they are a good side and uh, they deserve credit for what they have started this season. They definitely do. They are a tough team. All right, Giannis back to you. Now here's some quotes from Rhino Donovan's article on football dot London. And they come from Savisa. Here's what Savisa had to say after the match. And this part is entitled. What did you change at halftime? This is what Savisa said. Quote. I try to do my job. I try to support the team. Definitely, we didn't work good enough for the first 45 minutes, and we opened the game real sloppily and gave them the chance to score after a minute and a half, similar to last game we played against City. We started really confused, and they were more solid, faster, and without so many problems connecting with Troy Deeney, and we cannot take the ball off this kind of situation. The play with long ball, but they didn't need to fight for the second phase because the guy always protected the ball and they play in our last third of the pitch. Fortunately, they didn't score more goals, and in the second half, we start to be more offensive and move the ball a little bit more. The team showed great attitude and character to stop moving the ball better. We pushed and scored the goal, and at the end, we could take three points if we are a bit more lucky at the end of the game. I believe the result was fair, but we look at the sloppy start. You can pay really expensive price if you aren't focused on... Concentrated on the game," unquote. Okay, those are quotes from Savisa Jokanovic after the match. Giannis, your thoughts? Um,
3: that for that for that is for public consumption. I think privately, when they get back on the training field tomorrow, he's going to give them an absolute bollocking. He's going to say, "Look, what, what on earth is this? The first minute of both halves against City, we've conceded." And now we've conceded, in the fir- we've conceded in the first minute against Watford in front of our home fans. What the heck's that all about? And when he looks back to the replay of the goal yesterday, it's, an, it's like the, the Keystone Cops. It's Keystone Cops defending. And he will not be a happy camper. And uh, he was probably simmering from that first minute to half time, waiting, waiting to make the subs, waiting to make the changes. Because you have a good hour of warm-up. And you got, you know, you have the walk through the game the day before and you have the chat in the change room and psychologically, socially, emotionally, physically, you should be ready for when that whistle blows. And then within 60 minutes, 60 seconds, you you lay an egg. So he'll be pissed off. And I'm sure there'll be some um, some Serbian expletives flying around the, (laughs) the, the complex at Motspur Park. And he's going to give some players, some individual players, a good bollocking for it. We cannot start games no. like that. We were comatose. And credit to Watford, they punished us. So mm-hmm. there will be... Ch- I mean, he's got to think about Millwall Tuesday night. Um, there'll be a lot of changes, I fancy. But um, looking ahead to Everton on Saturday, that's going to be a tough game. We never get any joy up at Goodison Park. So, um, But he'll have, a, as I said, a few choice words to say tomorrow. We have to improve, improve to start the game.
2: Totally, and uh, you just can't do that in this league. You keep talking about it. Yannis Max talks about it. I talk about it. The mistakes that you made in the championship, you cannot get away with in the Premier League, and it could really affect you, and we'll go through talking about the first half, but it took a long time for Fulham to really find their way, and a lot had to do with that first goal, and uh, that's the problem. When you make mistakes and you have these sloppy starts, you just hurt yourself, and you make it difficult on yourself. So they have to fix that. All right, Max, over to you. Here's another quote from Savisa. This is entitled, Two Changes Seem to Work. So this is what he had to say about that from Savisa. Quote, I made two changes. If I have opportunity to make four, I would do it. It's not the question about one player or what I change. Any player wasn't in a good enough level in the first 45 minutes at the end, i try to make some kind of support for my team and move a bit different. Credit to the team. They showed different levels in the second 45 minutes and changed the story. He's right about that, completely different second half. But Max, I find it interesting that he said that he could have made four changes if it was possible.
0: Yeah, but it, it, it's it's so cryptic for him. And and I know this a, a lot from Slavisa. And okay. I'm, I'm sure a lot of that is because, you know, English is not his first language. and I can't imagine how difficult it is to give interviews um, in, in that manner. But, yeah, he said I could have taken any player off, but it's just not one player. Um, they change, of course they can't change the game. They made it different. I I think mean, that's probably telling that he doesn't want to necessarily call out uh, Mawson or McDonald because they'll probably damage their confidence. Um, that's kind of a nice uh, man-manager strategy. You know, you see managers like Jose Mourinho go out, in the public and call out their players, uh, you know, most notably Luke Shaw. He's done that a bunch in the, in the past couple of years right. and say, that's not good enough. But, you know, Slavis is not the type of guy who's going to go and say Alfie and the porter, they expect more of him. He knows how to probably elicit the best reaction. Yeah. And that's not through his post-match comments. Um, so, so that's fair. But I, I think that it's a good point. I mean, none of the players in that first 45 um, were, were at their best level. And, you know, if that's for the, really the second week running. So he really has to look in and say, you know, why is that, you know, What's wrong with our preparation? And I don't know. We, we might touch on this later as well. But I saw Mike Gregg on Twitter say, is it because of Stuart Gray? You know, the departure yes. of Stuart Gray, like, do we not have a defensive leader back there? And I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on that.
2: I was going to bring that up there in the show. I'm glad that you referenced Mike. He's talking about that. He actually mentioned that to me on a prior show. Actually, why don't we talk about that right now before we go into the starting 11 and the 18 overall Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on, about this. I'm glad that Max brought this up, because we're going to talk about all the defensive issues. And he had mentioned to me, I want to say, probably about six weeks ago, about Stuart Gray leaving Fulham, and uh, would that leave a mark? And you have to ask yourself, what's going on there? Because uh, it's a good point. Are they missing something without the coaching of Stuart Gray? We're not there in training. We've talked about this a little bit, but but what do you make of that?
3: Yeah, I think I think there's a chasm there, uh, for sure. But I've also we've also got to remember we've not had Tim Ream. I mean, the Tim, Tim I know, Ream. We,
2: I know that's a factor too. Obviously,
3: huge. I mean, it's it, it's it was great to see him back in training. Let's hope he's back very very soon. Our best player last year we desperately missed. We've desperately missed that leadership in the middle. I mean, what money would you have put that a doy would come on at half time, and defensively all of a sudden we look solid.
2: I know. I mean, this is.
3: He has come on in absolute leaps and bounds. And yet, um, yesterday's first half, seasoned, you know, centre-backs like Chambers and Mawson were made to look just awful. They looked lost. um, Terrible. I mean, it it really... And it's... It's it's, it's a headscrew. I think the the grey leaving will not have helped. But we still... Our our leader at the back's not there. And... um, you know, we desperately ring back to bring some stability because let's not forget Bet- Betts right now is playing out of his skin. Yes, and but for him, God, Lord knows where we'd be. So, um, I think um, that would be. I think that's had an impact. But I think a big a, a big factor has been the fact that we've not Tim Tim Ream hasn't started this year.
2: It's a great point, and we talked about it last week. I figured it would come up again. So Max, now I'll go back to you. I agree with what Giannis is talking about. He's mentioned that it could be a factor in all this, but also, as we talked about in last week's show, not having Tim Remit's it's this domino effect, his coolness. They're missing this. They're missing a leader, that quiet leader back there that can just take care of his job, especially the way that he just handles himself. And then, of course, everyone feels more confident. He can make that pass. And right now, these players do not look confident in what they're doing. Again, I agree with Mike that not having Stuart Gray could be a factor in all this, but I also agree with Giannis that not having Tim Ream in there is a factor too.
0: Yeah, Tim Ream is obviously he's, – he's our guy. He's a player of the season. I mean, I feel like I have to state that every single time because I say this a lot, but imagine what other promoted team, or what other team in the league, you know, would miss last season's player of the season and, and be unaffected. And the answer is none of them. You know, if you right. miss last season's best player, you know, that's a massive, massive uh, – Deficit in your team. And one thing I like to say uh, about kind of the stork grade thing is that it kind of gets into how much you personally believe about the benefits of coaching. Because, you know, how far does coaching go uh, in, in the modern game? And it's, it's a point I want to bring up because if you look at the goal today, what coaching could have stopped that? That was just an absolutely shambolic um, just series of deflections of players yeah. switching off. It, 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 was, it, was a, it was a disaster. Is there a coach that could avert those type of mistakes? Now that being said, of course, I think the overall defending, you could say that needs improvement. That's just I was gonna uh, say it was that, a lot yeah, more
2: than yeah, just a now. lot
0: more than the goal. But I mean, if you look like at the thing that actually hurt us, because to be honest, they didn't score, you know, and we got lucky to that. But the True. only thing we can was to which is that moment and I just don't know how how, how much does defensive coaching how much that can affect the players, it's just a question I have. Yeah. Um I'll, I'll admit I'm not really sure exactly what sort of great did to the club. I think a lot of people brought up you know, in, in the pre-match warm-ups, he was yes. the one who kind of got the back four. And I I'm, am I'm, I noticed Scotty Parker has taken over that role. Um, that is one area, but w- what what can a really coach do? Um, just one last thing. I remember at, at Arsenal, you know, you had Arsene Wenger in his later years, and he brought in Steve Bold, the former Arsenal player, and everyone says, this is going to be a great move. That's going to shore up the Arsenal fence, a really good ex-pro who knows exactly what he's doing, a very good, hard-nosed defender. And he never really made a difference. You know, I, that that's obviously one specific scenario but I always wondered really what do defensive coaches who focus on the defense really do
2: it's a great point and listen I'm glad that Mike tweeted this out last night he did and because I've been thinking about it and uh it's a great topic to discuss but I'm kind of with Giannis on this I think it's a combination of a couple things and I think we don't know exactly what Stuart Gray did we we have an idea but you know obviously like you said before the match We know the drills that he was doing with them, and uh, someone's doing them now. So it's very interesting just to talk about because um, I think coaching is a factor in sports, a huge factor, obviously. And uh, so I'm glad that Mike brought up the topic, and maybe on on a future show we could talk about Stuart Ray once again. But I'm glad that you brought that up now because I've been thinking about it. So very good by you, Max, for bringing up the uh, name of Stuart Ray. But well, let's move on. Let's talk about the starting 11, the 18 overall. Boy, did I have some questions uh, yesterday, an hour before the match. Giannis, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you saw it?
3: Oh, Lord. Um, well, I look. Well, fosu mensah comes back in. Okay, so I can deal with that. Why is Adoy not in the lineup? I look at Mawson and Chambers and think, oh, we might have a problem. Sesson-Yon's back at left back. You got, you got Mac and Joe Joe in the middle, yep. And I'm thinking we might have a real problem here. Um, up up front, the three no problems there. Um, but I thought, you know, they're a big side. Watford maybe bring Zambo in. Um, Steph Joe did not have a particularly good game last week against City. No. It, the pace the pace of this division. Same with K Mac, is it's tough and. You know, I, I was saying last week that I'd like to get a, you know, let's have the the option of having a a twin-holding uh, central yes. midfield partnership. And it just looked really, really open. I thought we could be in trouble, but, but, but let's be honest. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be within a minute that they'd make yeah. us look that silly. And they did. And um, really, it started off what was a, a horrible first half f- for the team.
2: Yeah, I... Totally agree, Giannis. And uh, it's funny, anyone that knows me knows that I love Kevin McDowell. He was my player of the season a couple of seasons ago. I I thought he was fantastic. But you just nailed uh, some of my concerns with him in the Premier League along with uh, Stefan Johansson. Great championship players. And I think Giannis, I think the decision to go with him is a comfort level. He knows what he's going to get with these players but are they up for the task to play against a team like Watford? That's what I, I was thinking about at the time that was puzzling to me. I understand why he made that decision, but I just didn't know if they would be able to do what he needed them to do. And ultimately, I don't think that they did because they both ended up being substituted. So that tells you something. So yeah. is it really – do you agree with me that, that he goes with some of these players because he knows them more than, say, someone like Nguisa – that just came to the club. A lot of these players came very late that these are the players that he trusted from last season. So there's this idea that this comfort level, I keep going back to that.
3: And you, you, there was one word there you absolutely nailed and you said trusted. And I think that's what it is. He trusts these players because he knows them. Uh, Zambo, you know, Le Marchand, um, Joe Bryan wasn't even on the bench. No. You know, I, I, I mean, it just uh, so. And I, I've got different issues about the bench, anyway. Sure. Um, but yeah, the players that um, it's a team you could put out against Ipswich Town, but not against Watford. No. And uh, especially the way they were pressing high. Yep. And um, Paul mac and Steph Joe were having an absolute cow. They were having a, a cow a nightmare. He was um, Slava talked about he could have made four substitutions. He could have made seven. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. It really was a wreck. And so at some point, and I'm, I'm confident he'll do this. He, he will realize that, that just they are um, Carabao cup players. I mean, you, you know, you can put them in the, or, su- or,
2: or maybe in certain situations
3: as substitutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but you don't, you you can't put, you can't put them in. No. I mean, what they? Watford skinned us first off. Yeah. They were excellent. They, they were, were excellent. They really were. And, uh, they deserve all the credit that uh, uh, Gracia and the players have been getting. They're a good side, yeah. And um, luckily, I mean, Slava give him enormous credit. Half time, he'd obviously, you know, the hair dryers or whatever he was doing in there. Um, he made the changes, and just as well, he did. But the first half was 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 wreckish.
2: right. And that's why I wanted to talk about the starting eleven. We do always and talk about the eighteen because I think. It's a factor when you watch what we saw and you're asking yourself some of the decisions that were made. And I was going back and forth with someone on Messenger just talking about the decision to start these two players. And I thought it was a comfort level. And like you said, it's a trust situation, Giannis. That's what that yeah. makes sense. Max, over to you, because we we talked a little bit about this on full time, because I wanted to see Giza And I think part of the reason why I didn't see Geese's start, is this comfort level. But it goes beyond that. And, and uh, Giannis didn't really go into the 18. I know he has thoughts on this to the players on the bench. But I was shocked not to see Joe Bryan part of the mix at all. That was the one that really shocked me. I know we've talked about the other things.
0: But what stood out to you from the starting 11 and the 18? Yeah, brian has been mentioned a lot. And, you know, is see the new Rafa Suarez.
1: I've oh, seen that boy. a lot uh,
0: on, on social media. I that hope is, uh, yes, yeah, so Lisa does tend to have a bit of a fractious relationship with um, some new left backs he brings in. So <laughs> let's let's hope he's not the new Rafa. Um, but yeah, that, that was another one because you know, I mean, we've bought him for however many million um, in, in in the summer, and a lot of people really expected him to be that guy yep. who would fill Target's role. And for whatever reason, it hasn't really turned out without any really terrible performances which is almost, it's for me, it's almost like Sluis is holding him to a higher standard than I think other players in that respect because I think I can't pick out one performance when he was as bad as Johansson or McDonald were in the past couple of weeks or, you know, as bad as Mawson was today or, or things like that yesterday. You know, it's it's odd because you can't pinpoint one moment where, you know, Joe Bryan played terribly. So what I infer is that it, it's, it's probably a training ground thing, which is also pretty worrying. Um, that That's the biggest thing in that 18 for me. And then the Anguissa... Yeah, you know, I think I would have liked him to start. I think you can't start, you know, that combination McDonald and Johansson um, in, in the top flight. But Anguissa, again, he's I, I love I love him, but he's also a wild guard. He yes. reminds me a lot of, in some respects, Kamara when he first uh, came from France uh, to to England, in that he has flashes of brilliance. You know, and you know he he can turn into a quality player, but the discipline sometimes is an issue. And just as you saw Kamara kind of trying outrageous things and not really coming off. You know, in the opening months when he was with us, you see Nguisa trying to take on three defenders in his own half and then losing the ball. And those are kind of things that you guys mentioned, the trust issues. You can't really trust a player who will do that from the off. And, you know, but just as you can't really trust uh, Johansson or McDonald to deal with, you know, players who will just blow by them. that They have no pace, little defensive awareness against top opposition so it's more like, you know, pick your poison in in that respect. Which player do you want? And in the end, I think Slavisa says, I want the player. I know exactly what they're going to do rather than the one yeah. who's going who's to be unpredictable.
2: Right. And that to me goes back to this comfort level. He went with the player that he knows instead of the player that he is just learning about because he knows what he's going to get. But like you said, it's very good. Pick your poison because you're getting hurt either way. All right, guys, let's get into this. Let's talk about the first half. Giannis, I'm going to give you the honors this time because Max and I did this on the full-time show. Let's start right off from the beginning. It's the second minute and as I said to Max on full-time, my response to myself was, here we go again. Second minute goal by Gray. Talk about this whole situation.
3: Well, it was like watching a house league game. I mean, it's come come from a a throw-in. And we just can't clear our lines. The ball's going ping-pong. Hughes has stuck a boot in. There's Gray. Gray Gray's a, a decent player. And he smacked it past Bettinelli. And Bettinelli's probably thinking, what the bollocks is this? What is this? It was Keystone Cops. It really was. You, it's the sort of defending you'd see it on a Sunday afternoon in a pub league. And I, and I, and I, I apologise if I'm offending any pub leagues out there. <laughs> because it was, it was, it was laughable. Yep. and you know, excitement of over twenty three thousand. Clint Dempsey's coming home, you know, and we go out and we, uh, and you know, twelve thirty kick. No excuse, just just laying. It was a terrible goal, and we go. now oh, here we go again, second Saturday in a row, and um, it put us behind the eight ball. And from that point on, our back four was in absolute shell shock. Yes, shell shocked. It's just. What do you do? And, and we just could, we couldn't get going. We, we we were really struggling, and they were physically beating us up, and their high press was causing us all sorts of problems. But but terrible way to begin the game.
2: It was, Giannis. It just sent this terrible message. And then, like you said, they are just uncomfortable, and it just continued and continued throughout the first half. But let's now go a little bit further into this. I'll just talk about some key moments, and then, Max, I'm going to go to you to just talk about one key moment. So 12th minute, you do have the opportunity from Vieto that's saved by Foster, and then that's followed up by another shot that just goes wide. Then you have opportunities from Watford, and thankfully uh, Marcus Bettinelli was up for the task, 13th minute shot by Dini, and then the 17th minute, the opportunity by Gray, and Betts uh, stood up there as well. Then uh, we now have to go to the situation, Max that you and I talked about and, and Giannis, I want your thoughts on this as well, but I'll go to Max again. It's been a day. I'm curious your thoughts about the yellow card, uh, from uh, Timothy Fosumensa on the challenge from Troy Deeney, as we mentioned, I think both players have been good about this, you know, on Twitter, you know, classy moves by both of them, classy, real good but from uh, Troy Deeney responding to, uh, Timothy Fausto who obviously felt bad about the challenge. So, what are your thoughts about this? Anything changed from yesterday to today? Because you said yesterday you thought it was a red. I, I watched it several times. I still think it could have been a red.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's very high, and that's when you know Fosimanto says on Twitter, "It wasn't intentional." Um, yeah, sure, mate. How are you going so high in a player with like that? That it's that's hard to. I mean, I, I don't think he obviously meant to you know, do that, but it's, it's pretty hard to, you can't really use that defense if you go that high. I mean, he really could injured Dini. One thing that the commentator said during the match that, um that probably makes it not a red, um, I guess, in the referee's eyes was that there wasn't a follow through, you know, if he would follow through kind of kept his knee straight, that is when kind of injuries can really happen. What they said is that the knee kind of buckled to automatically kind of pulled back. So that I think is what, is what tipped the scales. Um, But I I think you can easily make the case that he was out of control. It's a wet day. He slid. His foot came up higher than, you know, he expected it to. And, you know, it's just a booking.
2: Okay. Yeah, so I want to get your thoughts on that. And then I also want to go back to talk about a situation I already mentioned, the Vieto shots and the situation with uh, Alexander Mitrovic, because we're going to talk about some potential controversy. So what's – let me get your thoughts first of all on the situation with Mensa. Was, was that a red to you?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: If if the, if if it, if the role has been reversed, and that t- that's that's the way I always. They, do. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. It was a red. It was. A, it was a red. Whether it was intended or it wasn't, the boot was high. Most refs would have given that, Mister Fulton Mensa, is a very lucky young man. You're A lucky young man. <laughs> Because that, that was, yeah, that yep. was a red. And, um, I thought so. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And that's maybe the break we needed for the game. Um, if we'd been down to 10 men, then, we, then I think it would be. Oh, have been it was cool. over. Yeah, it was done. But, yeah, that was Perfect. a
2: red for me. Okay, very good. Okay, now let's go back because I forgot to ask you this. And uh, we're talking about the two shots by Vietto and the second shot, you have the situation with Mitrovic. I want to ask you, should there have been uh, – a penalty for form here.
3: Yes. I think it should have been. So was was the um non red card call an even up call? I, I it could oh I don't know. I mean it's it's yeah, I thought it was a it was a penalty. um I've never been the greatest fan of Martin Atkinson as a ref, to be honest. Um not because because just because he historically I think I found it to be inconsistent and I've always said the bad refs you don't mind the bad refs, just providing consistent. they're consistent. Yeah, and he's, and he's not. So we didn't benefit there, but we did benefit from the Fosu Mentor Challenge. So I suppose it evened itself up. But uh, to me, yeah, that was a penalty.
2: Okay, very good. All right, Max, back over to you. Let's now go all the way forward to the 35th minute after we just talked about these two situations. I want to ask you about the situation with Moss and with Will Hughes. Should Watford have gotten a penalty?
0: No, I, I think I think Will Hughes is a very very silly man here because he goes down da- he, he goes down before his contact. I mean, he if, he, if he keeps running like, like a normal human being, he wasn't yeah. trying to get a penalty. Let's say he's actually making a genuine attempt at the ball, which every footballer should be doing, which he's obviously not. If he makes a genuine attempt to get that ball and tries to run, then he trips over Moss and that's a stonewall penalty. It. He was trying to create it, which is so which just it's it's mind boggling because if he just acts normal if he tries not to deceive the referee then he gets a penalty but in his eagerness to deceive he blows it for his team and 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 that I think could be a huge turning point I mean Mossing yeah. really That's gets nowhere, he, yeah, he gets nowhere near the ball so that okay. that was poor from him and then well he's obviously was run through it um but I think the referee made a good call but actually to what Yana said earlier I think I agree I, I'm not really a fan of Atkinson previously but I think he was consistent today. He was. And that that is what I can applaud. I don't that's think he made want. good I don't think he made good calls, but I think over the course of the match he did probably the same for both teams and that's you right. can't really have too many complaints.
2: And that's all I want from a ref. Just be consistent. Well, I shouldn't say that. Of course I want you to to do a good job, but if you're not gonna be doing a great job, at least be consistent with your calls for both teams. So uh, that's all I want. I said it again. I, I obviously want more, but if that's all I can have is what I should have said. All right, guys, let's now go to halftime. Here is the big decision, the big change. I think this is the turning point of the entire match. Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on this because I think this is pivotal to how this match ended up. So yeah. halftime it is, and uh, Savisa decides to make two changes and also change the formation, which – Completely changed how Fulham played. What he does is he brings on Adoy, and he brings on Aite, your favorite player. But he also, at that time, decides to change the formation to a 4-2-3-1, which now has Seri and Johansson as your two. Aite on the left. Vieto goes on the right. In the middle of that three is Shirla behind Mitro. Okay. So let's talk about this decision because, as I said earlier in the show, I don't think every manager makes this decision now. He did, and and I'm going to use a term that he uses. I thought this was a brave decision for him to do it at this point because it gave Fulham an entire half to get the goal and potentially get the winner. So let's talk about this move because I think this completely changed the game.
3: I think my question – the question mark, it wasn't the changing in the formation. I think it needed to be done because they'd run us ragged. Yep. But I do question why Angisa didn't come on at half time. It, 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 to me, putting him in twin with Seri yeah. might have been the right idea. And Steph Joe staying on was, was puzzling for me because because he seemed to struggle more than K-Mac did. So that change in system would have benefited K-Mac more, I think, than Steph Joe. Who's never not really what I call a, a defensive central midfielder per se, and Anguissa would have given us size there as well. So I applauded the change in formation. I, I was a little unsure about the personnel he brought on, but you know he's 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 looked at his bench and gone, "What are the options I have anyway?" Um, so I give him kudos for that. It's just that um, waiting until 64 minutes to bring Anguissa on was a little odd, and of course. Then there was the other bit, which was which was Aite, and uh, as I said to you before the the, the show, I think that Aite and slava dated in a former life. <laughs>
0: um but to be honest, he wasn't bad. He wasn't well, terrible. I, he was no, alright. He was good. No, I would even venture to say.
3: <laughs> no, but but <laughs> the, but the thing is, I okay. I would I would venture if you look at that back four. Yep. One of the things that didn't change was Sess. And sess's energy could have been could have been switched to push him up further. Okay. you know, Cess is 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 a little lost at the back. And for some reason, Slava is reluctant to push him up. And we're we're really missing his energy. And that's the other thing that a half time in the first half i thought, well, Sess is gonna might give their fullbacks problem. We've got problems. We've got to can we switch Sherlock to cut inside the middle? And then you know then you've got a chance, you know, of pushing SES up front on the left and then making the switch that way and asking different questions. But he's brought Aite on. And it goes back to that thing about comfort level. He's comfortable yep. with Aite. You know, I'm comfortable with cheese on toast, but it's not always going to taste the same way. And, and it may not be as effective. I just, sure. I just I'm scratch my head. But, I mean, I'll give him credit. He yep. brought some energy. But are we in that much a position that we've got to bring Aete on? During a, a change of formation, to bring a change in fortune. I'm well, sounding like a boo boy, I know. <laughs> but talking to <laughs> boo boys, boo boo wasn't bought on. No, boo boo would have given them a problem. So I'm grumbling like a ninety year old. But
2: you know, I
3: just uh, it. Uh, okay,
2: uh. okay, okay. Let's let's get away from talking about forty Aite because I want to go back to you, and then I'm going to go to Max. I've been going back and forth uh, messaging with Jamie Reed, who does the uh, Fulham uh, radio broadcast with Gentleman Jim. And he actually sent this to me. I'm going to read what Jamie had to say. He wants me to be sure when I say this to you that this is attributed to Gentleman Jim as well because he brought up the conversation about this. But this is what Jamie said to me. And, Giannis, this goes to your point of what you talked about in a prior show. This is. From Jamie Reed, I like two holders in front of the back four as the fullbacks both get forward together. So let's talk about that. And like I mentioned, this goes back to something that Gentleman Jim said to Jamie, and they were talking about it amongst the two of them. So what are your thoughts about that? Because the change of the formation then allowed these two fullbacks to move forward and I think really affected how Watford wanted to play. That high press, I think, was n- nullified by... The change of formation.
3: I think the kamikaze tactics that that were employed last week against City are fun to watch, because because we're really entertaining to watch, yep. and and you know we're we're um we're sticking to our principles of, of quick passing soccer. But we talked last week about is there a way of of, of finding a balance? Yes. And the balance for me is the twin holding central midfield because we if if. If we decide we're going to take, play this attacking soccer all the time, are we signalling a sign of disrespect for the rest of the division, saying we're going to play regardless of whoever the hell you are? And by changing at half-time, Slava's gone, OK, we've got to respect this. And I like the fact that he did that. I yeah. may not agree with the way he did it, but yeah. I agree with the fact that he did it. And I think he's going to have to... Everton next Saturday is a graveyard for us. It always has been. And it's 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 the perfect game to go up and play a twin holding central midfield. Okay.
0: I was gonna ask so, you
3: that. Yeah, I think it's perfect. Um so at some point he's gonna realise, you know what, I the the attack 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 mode playing teams like Burton Albion won't work in this division.
2: Yes, is this um, you know again we talk about a plan B, is this potentially his plan B?
3: Yeah, and and, and, and my suggestion will be for the next little while. That it should be his plan A. Okay. Um, but just let's just consolidate. Let's s- still continue to play our soccer, but let's get some points on the board. Um, the season goes much much quicker than anyone wants. Right. And we've got six point. Uh, well, five points and six. Okay. We've got some difficult games coming up, but we know Betts is playing well. So let's let's tighten things up. We're a very, very good transitional team. We can hit teams on the break. Let's let's work on that upper Goodison Park on Saturday, and let's see if we can do the unthinkable and nick three points. And it's a different way of playing. Yep. Where teams are now going to have to respect the fact that we're a little bit tight defensively until Tim Ream can come back and sort us out.
2: Okay, very good there, my friend Max. Over to you. I want to talk about this because now you've watched it back. When I watched it back, I could see a dramatic change to how the match was basically uh, ending up the way the two teams were playing, that uh, Watford, again, as we talked about before, with the uh, comments from Javi Garcia, they weren't able to do what they were able to do in the first half, and I think these changes had a major effect on Watford. So what did you see with these changes? I'm curious your thoughts about it because you've watched it back.
0: Yeah, we, we just began to step uh, on, on the front foot more, and we began to... Pass a lot more in dangerous positions. We weren't trying to pass around the back. We started to build with possession was within their own half. And on the goal, you know, we were just, we go from side to side. You switch the ball. Seri and Gisa, I think, really got in the match more. They combined well. You got the and, ball wide. Yeah, exactly. Got the ball wide. I mean, Fossumenso was particularly bright. He had a number of really nice uh, runs down the right wing. And once you bring your fullbacks into it, you guys, as you guys mentioned, the defense has to, you know, take that into account and be a little more cautious. Um, and you know, I think Walford. they took off um, uh, Pereira. They made a couple changes about him. Uh, Femenia. They, I think they went a little more defensive. They kind of brought a left-back, left-winger and put him on, on, on the wing. And that, honestly, almost invited our pressure on more. I think they tried to be a little less uh, attacking. They brought in another defensive midfielder, uh, Ken Sema. And that almost pushed us forward. More. You know, we we suddenly got more belief. And, you know, once the goal goes in, the momentum totally changes. So, it, it, was, uh, it was exactly what we needed in that second half. We built our pressure. We got the goal, and we really could have won it in the end.
2: Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, let's go through the second half, the key moments, and uh, we have to start with some opportunities from Mitro. Again, you have the header in the 49th minute. This was the first indicator that things were changing with that situation there. And then in the 61st minute, you have another header that goes over from Mitro. This is all leading up to the goal. And, uh, Max, I'll give you the uh, honors of the goal in, in the 78th minute. Mitro's score is set up from Vieto, but it actually started with uh, a shot from uh, Sherla and then it ended up with Vieto. He took advantage of the defender and set up beautifully Mitro to make the score a 1-1. Let's talk about the goal.
0: Yeah, it was excellent. And, you know, the first time I saw this, I thought it was just kind of a lucky deflection from yeah. Vieto. But no, he, he actually I have to give him a lot of credit here. He, he heads the ball, then does a spin move past Janmat, the and then delivers a perfect uh, ball right to the feet of Mitrovic, who uh, muscles out Cabasele, has that yard of space, and it's a really deft finish with the outside of his right foot. It's from very close in, but he just has a perfect amount of pace um, and direction to push it past Foster. And it was just an excellent goal. It was just so satisfying. You know, 12 minutes to go, it's a perfect time to score, and it just let off such a release. Inside the cottage, and you saw what it means to Mitro you know this is what I love so much about him, I think that's why he's such a fan favorite. this is when he scores, he lets out all the passion you know almost as as if he's a fan you know yep. he's screaming yes he he grabs Vietto by the neck, he's hugging Sassino and it's just a perfect release of emotion um and passion and and you can tell what it means to him to play for Fulham, score goals for Fulham uh, he's really one of our best players right now um if not you know the best striker in the Premier League you could say.
2: Absolutely. And uh, I do want to mention, because we're going to wrap up talking about the second half, about the opportunities from Mitrovic. But let's be honest, uh, Watford had a few opportunities. You have the save by bets on Gray. And then later on, you have the save by bets on success. So they had their chances too. But Giannis, I want to go to you. I want to talk about the last two opportunities from Mitrovic. But I'm glad that Max brought up Vieto, because we have not talked enough about the play of Luciano Vietto, and if you watch and go back and see the situation, I recommend everyone watching back this match, especially the second half, because you're going to see a great deal. Maybe if you're at the match, you don't see all the movement. But what's great about the uh, shot that Foster saved on Mitrovic? It actually starts with a wonderful move from Vietto, and he brought the ball forward to get it to Mitro to take the shot. But let's talk about the two shots from Mitrovic for Fulham here? I think he'd like to have them back. Um,
3: I think he'd like to have them back. I mean, they're, they're, they're the potential winners. But, but looking back on it, I thought, well, they had the chances as well. They did. And so, you know, is the draw the right result? when you go, well, yeah, it, pro- it probably is. I think, um, you know, he's... he's um, that was a lovely goal that he scored. And that one... You know, and then he hit the crossbars. Like, oh, you know, it, it, we're going we're gonna to do the dirty here and we're going to grab victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, but they had chances as well. I know Mitrovic will be disappointed. He did get the equaliser. And a point is a point. You take it yep. and you move on. And then lessons learned. And that's going to be the thing. It's lessons learned. Um, the second half change seemed to create more space for us and more openings for Mitrovic. So that's good. You know, and uh, I felt sorry for him, especially in the first half, because, you know, he was he was, he was was swarmed. You know, he just wasn't getting enough support off the ball. And he's very good at holding the ball up, but you've got to get those numbers flooding up, and they didn't seem to be there. I and mean, Watford did a very good job Obviously, They're a good side. They, yeah. Um, yeah, clever team, for sure. And
2: They did a decent job on him overall, especially in the first half. They did a decent job on him. But he's a striker, and he found a way to create opportunities. And to his credit, he never stopped. He never stops. He's very confident in his ability, Giannis. And especially yeah, after he scores a goal, he just feels like he's going to score another. Yeah, he's found his home.
3: And um, yeah. again, you know, we, let's all have a good laugh at Rafa Benitez. <laughs> you know, let the, the, a penny for his penny for his thoughts. Yeah. Because I mean, they they couldn't they couldn't score. No, they they can't score, and yeah.
0: um, no, no, they can't. They they have four goals all season. Petro has, has five. Yeah, everyone's seen that stat. That's hilarious. I love. That. I love yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, it's 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 uh, it'd give me great pleasure if uh, Newcastle United could start floating down the tyne. Um <laughs> because I don't know what was going on with with Rafa there, but uh, better for us. He's just a fabulous player. And, He might be beating himself up a little bit this morning, saying, well, I should have had at least one of those two chances. But fair enough, he's got the equalizer, and uh, maybe he'll get some action on Tuesday against Millwall and and
2: add to his tally. Okay, very good. And the match ends 1-1, and uh, as the manager said, it's a fair result. And uh, I tend to agree that it was a fair result. I think it's a good point. We've all been talking about it. So, guys, let's uh, finish up by... Looking at the stats, and then we're going to go to man of the match. The poll on friends of foam one we'll with Slavisa. But let's look at the stats, and Giannis will go right back to you. Yeah. Possession was sixty-one percent for foam to thirty-nine percent, so they moved up with those possession numbers in the second half. Total shots, fifteen to eleven in favor of foam, but on target was in favor of Watford six to three. That's interesting. Corners were even at eight. Now let's go a little bit further in attempted passes five. 24 to 335. Passing accuracy. This is a very interesting one, Giannis. Full were at 76%. They're usually around 80% or above. So they were way below that. Watford were at yeah. 65%. And falls were 11 to 9 in favor of full. What stands out to you to the full time stats? And then I'll go to Max. I think it's that statistic about
3: 76% passing accuracy. They were pressing us all over the field. Yeah. And, uh, Tremendous credit to them. And, and you know what? We're not the first team they've done it to this year, and, and we certainly won't be the last. So, you know, it's a team that if we didn't respect them before, we bloody well better do now. Um, Watford were very good. and um, But we got you know, even 76, I think, is still a pretty high average. But um, you're but right. It's
2: a 80 plus. Okay, very good. Over to you, Max. What stands out to you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to touch on the corners here. Because I think what we saw today, uh, yes, there was no short corners, if I can remember correctly. I think there was right. a lot of delivery into the box, which is just an interesting point to mention because you know, there's been a lot of um, comments in the past about our short, short corners and how effective they have been. I thought it was nice to see some delivery in the box. You know, Cessna and, and seri are obviously our first choice takers, um, but still not that much success for them. But, you know, I, I like the intent behind that decision.
2: Okay, excellent there. All right. Guys, let's now go to Man of the Match. Here's the poll on Friends of Foam. We also have some comments that I will read out. The leader currently is Mitro, 105 votes, 39.6%. But that's followed by Adoy with 89 votes and 33.6%. Those two are far and above anyone else. So I'm just going to stick with talking about those two. Now, here's some comments from the Foam supporters on Friends of Foam. About this poll, Forever Foam says Adoy, strictly a protest vote. <laughs> okay, Jamie 88, just between Vieto and Mitrovic for me. Dabby, think Adoy is the one who changed the game. Mitro and Vieto, honorable mentions. Granddad, sure for me. Our oldest player, but what the fittest and always a threat. Adoy made a different second half. Ayite was causing them problems. Mitro was on fire. I shouldn't have. Said the Aite. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Twang says, definitely doy. the only central defender today that didn't blank himself when on the ball and dealt with Deeney and company very well. All right. And there are obviously many more comments, but we'll just stick with that. Max, thoughts on the poll and any comments?
0: Yeah, I think Mitro and Adore are the two standout players. Um, You know, I'm going to just throw in another name here, not necessarily saying he's man of the match, but he deserves credit. And that's Marcus you know, okay. He made some tremendous saves. He kept yeah. this in the match, made sure it was only 1-0 at halftime, and also made that really nice save from success towards the end when they could have you know, won it late on. He's been so good. And it, it's just so satisfying for me to see him do well because so many people were slagging him off even before he played a Premier League minute, even before he went on well, the pitch. He's of, and he's proven them wrong, and it's just crazy because I'm, I'm a huge believer in Bednelli. I was calling for him to come back in the side Last fall, you know, before he came in and we, we went on that unbeaten run, I think he just means so much to this Fulham team. Um, he's such a key part of who we are. And it's I always hate people making judgments before he's actually played a Premier League minute. So he's showing all the doubt is wrong. He can play in the Premier League. You know, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if the next international cycle rolls around and maybe Southgate says, listen, roll out, play a couple minutes, play a half in a friendly match. Hopefully we can see him for the three Lions.
2: Okay. And who was your man of the match?
0: My man of the match with Hasey Mitra, I'd say.
2: Okay. Mitra was it for me. And Max, I was one of those people, so I'll call myself out. I was wrong. Marcus Bettinelli is playing fantastically. I was doubting it. So I'm one of those people, and I can admit when I was wrong. And uh, good for you, Marcus. You deserve all the credit that you're getting. You've been playing just wonderful football as our goalkeeper. You've been doing a great job, so you deserve that. Over to you, Giannis, man of the match. Your thoughts. Kyle McFadzian. Um,
3: <laughs> to me, it's a doy. Okay. A- absolutely doy. Yeah, absolutely. Because he made the difference when he came on. He just it, All of a sudden, it was like we'd had rough seas, and he walked on, and it was all calm. I was, was about just, to
2: say, he brought the calmness that Tim Ream normally brings.
3: Yes, yes, he was. And, and, and Mitro a very close second um he worked like a dog the whole game but adoy made a huge difference what a what a difference for this this young man He's what you know what a what a start of the season he's having i thought oh. he was excellent when he came on um i think uh, he made the big difference and uh, he gave us um the calm and the, the, the confidence to, to to push forward and give us a chance to to get something out of the game so for me um it would be adoy
2: okay excellent All right, we're going to end the show talking about Savisa. Giannis, I'll give you the honors. Rate him from one to ten. First half, three. (laughs) Um, And I don't think he'd give
3: himself any more than that, to be honest. Second half, eight, because he changed the formation and he, um, good coaches, you know, in game changes are critical. Game adjustments. Yes, he certainly did, and um, credit to him for that. And uh, He'll be pleased with the point, but as I said earlier, he's going to give them a real bollocking. A couple of players have to really look in the mirror. M- 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 Mawson and Chambers in the first half yesterday, were, were terrible. I mean, that's about the only way I can – they were terrible.
2: and um... Is there a word what... worse than terrible? Because I, w- I would go even lower than that, but they were just uh, – yeah. But I do.
3: What was this? Um, I'm just trying to think of an American commentator uh, used to do basketball. Um, he'd say that was terrible. It was horrible.
2: <laughs> you know, it was. It was. Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> just, Can I come back on one thing about the two of them? I will say one was less terrible, and that was uh, Chambers. I don't think he was terrible. I, I. I'm. I'm going to change my mind on that. I think Masson was terrible. Well, that goal,
3: that, that the goal we conceded the Gray yeah. was Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> and, and and you know what? They might all have, they might as well all have been Oliver Hardy. Yeah, they certainly had the mobility of Oliver Hardy, yeah. and we know he wasn't a very quick guy. Um, it was just a what a what is, can we have a penny for Slava's thoughts a minute into the game watching that? Oh. And I spent the whole week working with you buggers, and sixty seconds in you go and do that. Yeah. Like where's where's Clinton Dempsey? Where are you, mate? Get out of here. Come <laughs> on. Can you defend? You can't, don't matter. Um, just put the, the shirt and socks on. Let's get out of there. Okay. God, what a terrible start. Yes. You know, and it's just it must be mind numbingly annoying for the coaching staff that you've prepared them and they come out that flat and that disorganized and that lacking in focus and attention.
2: Unforgivable. Okay. okay. Very good there. Over to you, Max, on uh Savisa. What would you give him?
0: It, it, yeah, Giannis made a good point. You know, first half three very low. Uh, it's it's a tale of two halves. Um, well,
2: I'll give me Giannis, tale of two halves. Okay, three two. for the first half. No, I
0: mean I I wouldn't say either. I'm just kind of yeah, saying I, that. Um, I but I would say overall uh, a six because I think the uh, adjustments he made were were needed. They're very impressive and they were very brave. I mean, if this one were to describe it's play. yes, this guy is not shy away from decisions. Um, and I don't. If you said bring on door and Aite second half. I think everyone would have said, what are you doing? You're insane. But, you know, it worked. It worked wonders. So, honestly, okay. I'm going to re- I'm gonna revise it. I'm going to say seven. You know, I'm going to be a little more generous because <laughs> those substitutions, which no one saw, made yep. the difference. But, of course, I think they're necessary because of the not necessarily ideal team selection.
2: Sure. So, okay. And one last thing because we were talking about Moss and, and Chambers, and, and it's funny because while he was saying it, I was just thinking – because I, I watched Chambers, and I don't think he was as bad maybe – the better of the the two. I'm not saying that he was good, because he certainly wasn't good. Would you say that Mawson was worse
0: than Chambers? Yeah, I I think Mawson was worse. That's fair to say. You know, he was hauled off at halftime. But I don't know. How much is that? I think I saw someone made this point on Twitter, which I think is a good point. You know, Mawson kind of went from playing uh, 60 minutes in the Carabao Cup against Exeter to suddenly playing every minute in the Premier League after coming back from that that injury. So I think we have a bit taking it for granted that he's just going to slide for the first team and be a natural, but because of our defensive, you know, our lack of reinforcements, he's had to play much more than I think he normally would have in his rehabilitation from injury. So I I don't want to be too harsh on Mawson because I think he can be, he has the potential to be a very good play for us, but he was abysmal. yesterday, Truly, truly bad.
2: Okay. Very good. Great show guys. Fantastic show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's time to wrap it up for my co-host, Jan Janais and Max Cohen. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.